This is the Moira Pentecostal Church podcast, providing you with sound biblical teaching. We hope you will be encouraged, challenged, and blessed by this ministry. What if you could turn in your Bibles to Isaiah 53? Isaiah chapter 53. We just want to read the whole chapter and just make some comments on it. Who has believed what he has heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a young plant and like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that, was brought, that brought us peace, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth, like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and like a sheep that before... That before like a sheep that before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away. And as for this generation, who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living, stricken for the transgressions of my people? And they made his grave with the wicked and with a rich man in his death, although he had done no violence and there was no deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him he has put him to grief. When his soul makes an offering for guilt, he shall see his offspring. He shall prolong his days. The will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Out of the anguish of his soul, he shall see and be satisfied. By his knowledge shall the righteous one, my servant, make many to be accounted righteous, and he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with many, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul to death and was numbered with the transgressors, yet he bore the sin of many and makes intercession for the transgressors. Psalm 53 is a wonderful chapter, and you don't have to read very far into it to realize that it's talking about Jesus himself. Isaiah and the prophets have prophesied forward to the day when the Son of God would come and die on the cross. And this is what they have prophesied. And the verse, verse, they said, who has believed what he has heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Let me ask you a question tonight like that first verse. What do you believe about Jesus? Now I know most of you in here tonight and I know that you're born again of the Spirit of God. But don't disregard that question. Don't disregard it and think, yes, well, I know Jesus. What do you believe about Jesus? And it's good to refresh our minds and it's good to refresh our hearts 
and to think about who Jesus is and what he has done and who he is. Maybe tonight you're in here and you don't know the Lord. You don't know Jesus. Let me ask you that question. What do you believe about Jesus? As I ask this question, and then he goes on to say, for he grew up before him like a young plant and like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and as one from whom men hid their faces. He was despised and we esteemed him not. And when it talks there in verses two and three about he had no form or majesty, he had no beauty, there was nothing spectacular about Jesus. And this is what it's saying to the common man, to the average eye, Jesus was just another man among many men. He was unremarkable. He was despised and rejected by men. You know, we live in an age today, it's sometimes it's about image. What you can project is what gets, gets you credit. It's what gets you respect. It's what gets people to focus upon you. Jesus had none of that. If you looked at Jesus with a natural eye, and you, you would see an unremarkable man because he didn't have anything that the world wanted then. Just as many today see Jesus and think, it's not the type of man I'm looking for. That's not the type of person that, that, that I can put my weight upon, that I can give great credit to. And it was no different than these days. Jesus was just a, an unremarkable man. He was despised and rejected by the then known world because he, it looked like he had nothing to answer, offer them. It looked like he had nothing to give. A man of sorrows acquainted with grief and as one from whom men hid their faces. He didn't fit the picture. He didn't come out in a three-piece suit. He didn't come out promising the sun, moon, and the stars as they would have seen it. They hid their faces from him and they esteemed him not. He's an unremarkable man. But that's why I asked the question again, what do you see in Jesus? What do we as Christians see in Jesus? Do we see an unremarkable man? No, we don't. We see a man who is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. But then this unremarkable man goes on in this chapter and he does a very remarkable thing. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace and with his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. 
like a lamb that is led to the slaughter and like a sheep that before its shears is silent, he opened not his mouth. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. And as for this gen- his generation who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of my people. I love those verses. And I hope you notice there the contrast between he and our. He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that had brought us peace. And with his wounds we are healed. And it goes on to talk what he has done. This unremarkable man to the world came to do a remarkable work. The world hid its face from him. The world wanted nothing to do with him. The world didn't even realize that it was lost in its sin. But Jesus came to do a remarkable work. An unremarkable man came to do a remarkable work. And this is all why we desired him not, the Bible says. We had no desire for Jesus. And he knew it. But he had a desire for us. And that's why he came. He came and he brought reconciliation to a world that had rejected God. He came and he preached peace between God and man. He came and he took our transgressions upon himself. This was an innocent man and he received all that the wicked deserved. He bore our griefs, our sorrows, our iniquities, our transgressions, our sicknesses, our diseases. We had gone astray. We had turned to our own way. There was no way back to God after the fall of Adam and Eve in the garden. But this remarkable man, unremarkable man came and performed a remarkable work that would make all things new. This is the man we're focusing upon today. But also, this unremarkable man done a remarkable work if we drop your eyes down to verse 10, we find out who this unremarkable man is who has done this remarkable work. We find out that he is God's own son, himself, who has come to the world to pay the price. Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He has put him to grief When his soul makes an offering for guilt, he shall see his offspring. He shall prolong his days. It was the will of the Lord. There's no clearer picture than the love of God. There's God's will to put his son to death in our place. To take our sins upon himself on Calvary's tree. 
Bible says, look at, or the world looks at Jesus today as it did back then and thinks, what can Jesus offer me? And yet it won't see him. But here we have a clear picture of God's love, of God's love for mankind. It was the will of the Lord. While we didn't want him, while we had no interest in him, while we were going about doing our own thing, with our own ambitions, our own plans, our own ideas, yet the Lord carried out the work that needed to be done for us. Romans 5 and 8 says, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. starting to see the remarkable man. We're starting to see the remarkable work. And he is a remarkable God because he didn't have to. Because he didn't have to. And just for use as an example tonight, we're, we're talking about Chloe's new, new baby. I'm thinking of Sarah's baby recently and others. And a mother's instinct, never mind a father's, would be to protect. But the father didn't. The father sent his son to die on Calvary's tree. We can't imagine that. But he did it. This is a remarkable God who has carried out a remarkable work. Out of the anguish of a soul, he shall see and be satisfied. By his knowledge shall the righteous one, my servant, make many to be accounted righteous. And he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the many. And he shall divide the spoil with the strong. Because he poured out his soul to death and was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he bore the sin of many and makes intercession for the transgressors. A non-remarkable man to the world who'd done a remarkable work that only he could do. And he is a remarkable God who's at the right hand of the Father, ever living to make intercession for us. And this unremarkable man that the world wouldn't see then is coming back. But he won't be unremarkable then to the world. They will see him in his glory. And they will see him high and lifted up. They will see the king of kings and the lord of lords. And he will come and he will fulfill all things. That's all I wanted to share with us tonight, this Easter day, to cause us to refocus. Maybe for you, it's the first time to focus upon Jesus in a new way, in a way that you've never seen before. For, for us also as Christians to refocus and to see Jesus for who he really is. He came, he died, and he rose again. <coughs> And he's coming back Amen. for his people. Amen. Let us rejoice, church, Amen. in this remarkable man. Amen.
Let's pray. Father, we thank you for Easter. We thank you for what it represents. That when God came from heaven to die on a Roman cross to purchase salvation for your people. Lord, we thank you that you have rose again. You are risen. Christ is risen. Lord, that's not a fairy tale. To the world, it may be a fairy tale, but to us, it's as real as real can be. Lord, you have risen. And we worship you and we glorify you. Lord, we lift you up and we exalt you. We declare that you are King of kings and Lord of lords. And Lord, we acknowledge that we are sinful people. The Lord, that we uh, had walked away from you, that we were separated from you. But Lord, you didn't want to be separated from us. So you sent your son to die on the cross. Oh Lord, we thank you for what you have done in our lives. We thank you that you opened our eyes. We thank you that you have caused us to see this remarkable man. The God-man. Lord, we pray again tonight that you would open our eyes afresh. That we would behold you in a new and fresh way. That would cause us, Lord, to worship you afresh. Would cause us to lift our hands and our eyes to you again. And give you glory and honor that is due unto your name. Lord, this is the message that the world needs to see. So we pray, Lord, that you would cause us to speak of you, the remarkable man, the remarkable God-man, the one who takes away the sins of the world. Lord, we thank you for today. We pray that you would be pleased, Lord, with the, the, the words of our mouth, whether it's through prayer today, through song, through the sharing of your word. Lord, let your name be glorified in the midst of it all. Lord, you are worthy to be praised. And we give you glory and we give you honor in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We produce a variety of sermon videos and inspiring Christian content available for free on our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and search Moira Pentecostal or visit our website for more information, www.mpc.org.uk.